as Christmas comes really close in just a few days, I'm thinking about my own family's Christmas traditions. Our family would always go in Pennsylvania to midnight mass, which back then was actually at midnight. None of this 10 p.m. stuff, right? Um, we, call it, we call it mass during the night now to be, to be nice. But midnight mass, and before that we actually would have a big dinner together. And um, some Italian families have the Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve, kind of a big thing. We didn't do that. We did kind of a, just a simpler version. We did just a really amazing uh, seafood pasta my mom would put together. So we'd have seafood pasta uh, around 6 p.m., stay up until midnight mass, come back around 1.30 a.m., and then because we were actually getting hungry again, we would just tear into a, a huge platter of shrimp cocktail. So just seafood all night long, uh, and, then, and then go to bed before Christmas morning. Uh, and as kids, we were not allowed to open any presents until we went to bed and got up the next day. Uh, but over time, as I got older, uh, we changed that custom, and my parents let us open on Christmas Eve after Mass just one gift that was beneath the tree. Only one we got to open the night before. It was so cool. So you had to pick wisely because you wanted to pick the one that was like the number one item on your list to get. Did I get this thing or not? But you might just get a pair of socks camouflaged or something else, right? Um, disguised in wrapping paper. But um, what was cool about that was, uh, you know, we, we were already keyed up for Christmas morning. We were certainly excited. But just having that one early gift to open made it even more exciting. Like it's almost here I already have the joy of Christmas Day. I get to open this one present a little bit early beforehand. This Gaudete Sunday, this third Sunday of Advent, is kind of like this early gift. It's not Christmas yet, but already the church is saying, hey, rejoice, the Lord is near. Like he's almost here. And all of our readings today speak about joy. From Isaiah saying, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, in my God is the joy of my soul. To Mary's Magnificat that we sang for the psalm, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. St. Paul to the Thessalonians, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. And even the gospel, which might seem a little off, I mean, they're asking John the Baptist, like, are you the, are you the one we've been waiting for? Are you going to give us total joy, and he says, no, it's not me, uh, it's not me, but the one you're looking for, he's, he's around the corner, like, get ready. Even John is kind of this, this early gift, this, this prophet of joy that's around the corner. So the church invites us to this early gift of joy today, and I think that's so important for us because we remember that Advent isn't just the season of remembering Bethlehem. And Jesus' first coming, it's also the season of preparing ourselves for his final coming. His coming from the skies in glory. No longer hidden like the little baby in the crib, but now coming in all of his majesty and glory to judge the living and the dead. To bring us to joy. To bring us to the joy of everlasting life in heaven. And so if Advent prepares us for that, and if we're celebrating this early gift of joy today, I think the Lord wants us to remember and to, to enjoy some of the early gifts he's given to us from heaven that we already have on earth. 
Like there we'll have our full joy, and it'll never be taken from us. But just like Christmas Eve, God's already given us a bunch of early gifts that are so amazing, and, and we want to remember them and, and cling to them until we get to heaven. So what are a few of those early gifts? Well, first of all, God wants to enjoy the early gift of his forgiveness. By our baptism and our faith in Christ, we've already been forgiven. Our guilt is taken away. And even if we sin again, or even if we sin gravely, we can be restored so easily in the sacrament of reconciliation by the blood of Christ. That's an early gift we already have now. God also wants us to enjoy the early gift of friendship with him. Like, we don't need to wonder, like, I wonder if I'm pleasing to God, or I wonder if God wants to be close to me. Does God like me? Does God enjoy me? Like, that question's been answered. Like, you've been established in friendship with God. You're no longer a slave. You're a son. You're not just a servant. You're a daughter. Like, God's given you a new identity in Christ, and you can enjoy that gift already. God also wants us to enjoy the early gift of the Bible. You can actually hear God speak to you. We, we hear God speak in many ways. I preached about this recently, but we can open the sacred scriptures and read and know that, yes, God is speaking to me for sure right now. He can lead me into hearing him. And the same thing with the Holy Eucharist, the, the word of God made flesh once again, in a sense, on this altar, his true presence. When we gather for the Mass, we gather for the Eucharist, when I receive Holy Communion, I know with certainty that Christ is near me. He comes into me. He, he receives me into Him. Whenever I'm around the body and the blood. Another one of the early gifts of God is the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive these at baptism, to strengthen and confirmation, things like wisdom, understanding, courage, piety, these, these gifts that they make you docile to the hand of God, and they're just gifts to you. You, you don't have to get them. God can actually move us and, and lead us very gently because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are in us. God also wants us to enjoy the gift of the saints. My goodness, we have, there's so many saints from all ages they're in heaven praying for us. They're cheering us on. We can become friends with them. And they teach us how to be holy in every different walk of life. There's no one in this church today who is unable to be a saint. No one who is unable to be holy. The saints show us that, yes, all of us can really be one with Jesus in this life as we prepare to see him face to face in heaven. God also wants us to enjoy the early gift of the teachings of Holy Mother Church. This is a big one. We, we live in an age of information, misinformation, and disinformation. I mean, for not much money, you can have AI make a deep fake video of almost anybody now with their voice. I mean, people can make a deep fake video of any world leader or any general, person of power, friend, and put whatever words in their mouth they want to say on video, and it looks real. 
and we're asking ourselves, like, what do I believe now? What's actually real? The teachings of the church come from Christ. And when we build our lives upon them, we know that that foundation will not give out. It's real. It's trustworthy. That's a gift we have already. Finally, there's more I can mention, but one final gift is God wants us to enjoy the gift of having an international family. Wherever you go in the world, there is the church. You can find the church. I've been to so many uh, masses around the world in different countries, different languages, and I may walk in and know no one personally in the pews around me, but I realize, like, these are my brothers and sisters. I'm their brother. And I actually know how to pray in this liturgy because it's one and the same. It might be a different language, different culture, but, like, this is one family that worships together every single day of the year. How awesome is that? You're never alone wherever you go in the world because there is the church. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. So with all these gifts, brothers and sisters, we, we have these already. The question is, like, do we actually enjoy them? Do we actually live them? Have we actually unwrapped some of these early gifts that are already on this side of heaven on Christmas Eve uh, and just enjoy the goodness of God in all of them? I think that's, that's what we're called to today because all these gifts bring us joy and God is the bringer of joy. He sent his son in Bethlehem to die for us and rise for us to take away our sadness, to take away our shame, take away our addictions, our slaveries, to take away our hatred, to take away the sense that I'm always alone or no one is for me. He came to take all that away and give us joy. And he gives us all these gifts in this life to give us hope that when we get to heaven and we open our eyes on that final Christmas morning, we will have so much joy, we won't know what to do with it. Supreme happiness and everlasting love. And the conviction in all of our hearts in heaven that's crystal clear, which is we don't get this on earth, on crystal clear, the knowledge that the joy that we have in heaven will never go away. Like, there's lots of good things I have in my life right now, things I'm enjoying, benefits, blessings. I'm like, well, they might not be here next week or next month. Like, they're very fragile. In heaven, all your joy will have a crystal clear knowledge that comes with it, that this is how it always shall be. We will always be together. God will always be within me, and my joy will only grow. Let's just praise and honor our Lord this morning because of that. Let's just give him our honor, our glory, our praise, our thanks, that this is our destiny. This is how God has called us to live forever. And it's a gift. And even now, on Christmas Eve, before heaven, he gives us so many early gifts to make us happy, to give us joy, and to give us confidence that his love truly is everlasting.